What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Security Squawk Podcast. Like a weird. I'm your co-host Brian Horning, here with Reginald Andre from Arc Solvers, Ryan O'Hara from Sphinx Cybersecurity, and Randy Bryan from Tech Rescue. How are you, gentlemen? Good. Doing well. Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I just got back from Florida. And uh, I just got a text message from somebody that was had some interesting news, and uh, that's why I was a little distracted there at the start of the show. Um, so, um, how's it going, guys? We're we're back. You guys are were in Florida, and I was in Florida for a different reason. You guys were in Florida. Together. I'm heading back there today. We're going back there because <laughs> you loved it so much. You, you do know, uh, Ryan. There's something called Nicole heading your way. In Orlando? Yes, I did see that. So okay. I think some of the outdoor events are probably not going to go as planned. We'll, we'll see. All right. So, yeah, speaking of, of which, we could touch on that a little bit, um, Andre. But since you're uh, talking to Ryan and talking now, so keep talking and tell us what our fee for the show is. There is no fee. It is free 99 All we do is we ask that you listen you share it with people that you think will find interest in this, your HR managers, your, your owners, board directors, everything here that we're saying is just to uh, give back to the community. So it's free 99. Nice. Yep. So just share us out, help us grow, comment, like, share, subscribe, whatever you got to do. We're everywhere. Um, and that's all you got to do. And we appreciate it. And we'll keep bringing this to you. So we did miss last week. So we kind of got to, fill in this week um we weren't able to do a show last week because schedules got just completely jammed up we've all been traveling like the last three weeks we've all, all, been all of us are traveling the air and we actually have jobs to do too so <laughs> right <laughs> you know so it just you know the time slips away quickly but we got a good show for you today um educating you on what the heck hackers are doing today um you know first one we got and we've talked about this before, but I think, you know, the discussion revolves around business business people understanding that their networks are probably already compromised. And again, it goes back to me saying all the time on this show, ransomware just doesn't happen. Like they don't get in, somebody doesn't click on the, the phishing email and then five minutes later you have ransomware. Um, they're sitting on your network for a very long time. You know, it, it's surprising that a lot of companies don't detect this before a bigger problem happens. Um, but we got to, you know, we, we were reading an article from Bleeping Computer where it's basically saying hackers are selling access to 576 corporate networks for $4 million. So I guess that's a price tag saying they have access to 576 corporate networks verified and if you want to have access as well, you can buy the whole bundle for four million. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's a steal. Well, I, I don't know that it's a bundle. So it's, it's saying that in, in the the 110 threat actors posting 576 initial access offerings, 
totaling a cumulative value of four million. So I imagine there's some bundling in there, but uh, but I mean that that's what we're dealing with right now. Is so if you buy them separately, the total is four million. But if, <laughs> if you want to negotiate a bundle, right, you're probably you probably like one point. But it, it also says 110 different threat actors. So I mean, this, this is the 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 market, right? It's it's not you know one cyber criminal group that is doing all of this from start to finish. You know, they're they're compartmentalizing themselves and specializing themselves now. Where you know one finally gets gets access to a particular network and then sells that access to somebody who's going to deliver the ransomware and then so on and so forth. So it, it's it's a huge uh, business setup across the board. We, you know, we've been following this pretty much all year um, as this has developed. Basically, it's its own industry now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, at the end of the article, it says that it's become um, basically get, getting access to your networks and then selling them has become an integral part of the ransomware supply chain. Um, so these people are doing this um, and then they're selling access to your network. Um, we've seen that a lot. We've seen this evolve over this year as they become more uh, specialized, as they offer things like ransomware as a service. And now you're what is this? We're we going to call this like access to your network as a service or something. But we're seeing that uh, happen this year. But there's another layer of it, too. So so another thing that we're seeing is is uh, how how often our companies are getting hit more than once. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're selling the access right here. So another company buys that access that <clears throat> company uh, threat actor buys that access, deploys the ransomware. You know, if somebody comes in and just wipes and reloads machines and doesn't actually do proper remediation, then they've still got access to it. So they just got they collected, you know, potentially collected ransomware. And then uh, uh, they sell that access to the next guy who then does it all over again because it wasn't cleaned up. Yikes. So you got 576 uh, offerings, initial access offerings uh, in the third quarter of 2022. Mm-hmm. The prior two quarters were quarter two, 553, and then quarter one, 522, respectively. So it's not, not only is it going up, there's only 90 days in a quarter, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, that's just a ridiculous amount of companies that are being breached, you know, at basically six, seven companies a day are are, are being breached every quarter. And they don't even know it. Right. Because they don't have ransomware yet. The, the actors mm-hmm. who are actually going to do the damage haven't, you know, even gotten it, gotten their hands on the situation yet. So, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, this, this is the number we're dealing with. And you know? I'd be curious to know too. And I, I don't, I don't know if anybody really knows the answer to this. I mean, how many, so that would be, you know, if a hundred percent of them were successful and not caught, you know, that's what you got that number right there. 576. Presumably many of them are getting in there, getting access and getting caught before they can do anything bad. So like how, how often is this yeah. happening? What, right. what do the numbers and percentages look like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? Andre, were you going to say something? Oh, no, I was just going to say it's a great business model. You know, you, you pay a few thousand dollars to to uh, get this list here. And then the average ransom payment of, in 2022 is about 250000 I believe, was the last statistics. I mean, eight grand, you know, it's it's a great, great, great numbers there. So. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then the, you're basically saying, you know, the prices are going up. Not only are the prices going up, but they're getting more access. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a single case 
that they that this security researcher saw where somebody was asking for three million dollars. Um, but I guess the important thing to point out is is like the average price of the listing was twenty eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the asking price, the, the selling price, did reach a record figure of thirteen fifty. So that's a. I mean, I don't know. 1350 to get access to a network. Obviously, I don't know what kind of networks these are. It doesn't go into this, the, the specifics, but there was an evaluation done where, you know, 13% was professional services, 10% was manufacturing and industrial products, another 10% technology, um, consumer retail, 6%, financial services, 5%, engineering, construction. Six percent, almost six percent there too. So it, it's a large, and then they have thirty-four percent is other sectors, um, which doesn't seem to be covered. I don't know what other sectors would be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's odd to me. It seems like they got a pretty good breakout here uh, of sectors. Um, I don't, I don't know what other sectors would be, but that's a big chunk, right? The, you know. If you're not in professional services, transportation, government, education, engineering, construction, financial services, consumer retail, tech, or manufacturing, that's, you know, your business is is the largest sector that, that you know, it could be affected by this. And I guess it, consumer retail is there. So I don't know what that other 34% could be. Um, you guys have any idea? Any thoughts on that? No. I think everything, everything I'm seeing is covered. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's. I mean, I, I would suspect it. it the, uh, a portion of it falls under professional services. Just a different way of looking at it, because all the numbers I've would, seen professional would, is usually higher. Would I, I guess it would. It's not beyond the possibility that these could be home networks. No, I mean it's probably not beyond the possibility, but. They're not going to get a whole lot of money selling a home network as much as they would, you know, selling a business. So they probably I have agree, to but that's why the number might be around a thousand. Yeah, that's maybe what the unknown is, you know. Right. You know, if it's a if it's an actual verified business, I got to imagine that's well into five figures, right? But if you're selling access to like a home and you know it's a home because you've exploited it, you've been in there and you know it's a uh, um. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, something that's in the home because you're seeing TVs and PS4s, but the home can be a place where a hacker can do damage because people work from home. Um, But I'm just trying to figure out like the data that I'm looking out here. And, you know, I can't figure out what, you know, the biggest one third of this whole study is in other sector. And we don't really know what that is. Well, and we've seen too where where you know you can hit a home and that that was your starting point access to get into a corporate network. You know the the Cisco thing where they got into his Gmail account and looked at the passwords he stored in Chrome. So yeah, hard to say. Sometimes these numbers are looked you know looked at through a, a certain perspective and they don't give you the context. Yep. So we got um, hundreds of new. U.S. news sites push malware and supply chain attack. And this is an, another interesting uh, one that we kind of came across where it's a media company. And they, and it looks like hackers have compromised 
the infrastructure to deploy what's known as a SOC ghoulish JavaScript malware framework, also That's known as fake, yeah, <laughs> fake updates, on the websites of hundreds of newspapers across the U.S. So, you know, breaking it down, websites have advertising on them. If you go to a lot of media sites, CNN, you're going to see ads throughout the articles at the bottom on the right at the top, depending on where they have the placement. And, you know, CNN, you know, their job in this world is to report on the news, not necessarily sell advertising. So especially when it comes to websites, they outsource this to third party companies that specialize in finding advertisers. And then they push these ads to various sites. That's why you see, um, you know, something you may have been searching for and then you go over to CNN and whatever you were searching for is now an ad and on your screen. Um, that company is kind of figuring out what you're doing on your computer and then they're trying to serve you with ads where they think you're going to have, you're going to click or you're going to take some action if they do so. So that's kind of what's happening here. This company that provides ads to various media outlets was essentially hacked and they were able to put uh, you know, malware through these ads on people's computers. Now, I don't know if you guys want to go any more technical than that, but, you know, I, I guess people would sit there and go, well, how can I visit a website and get uh, get a, a virus? Does anybody want to tackle that and kind of break that down and, and help people understand at a level um, that any person who might be using a web browser might understand? I mean, basically, when you open the site, there's a certain amount of trust that happens every time you go to a website, which means your, you know, your vulnerability um, goes up as the trust goes down and there's a certain handshake that takes place. And so you go to an infected site and certain things can happen. And typically they take advantage of either lack of antivirus on your computer, lack of security on the browser or something that's not patched. Um, and so it could just be some little simple thing that just finds maybe an unpatched on your browser. Maybe your browser's not up to date. And then boom, they have, you know, basically admin access to your computer. So it can happen with websites, you know, just as easy as, a, as anything, really. And, and I think the human factor of this too, so, so two things. You know, one, you, you go to a, a reputable news site, you're not expecting this kind of thing. So you've got nope. you know, this sense of security, uh, which in this case turns out to be a false one, uh, where you're, you're on, you know, you know, use the example of CNN. You're on CNN and, you know, you're, you're trusting the content here to be safe, to be monitored. You know, it's kind of the, the lesson that we, we keep teaching all, all the time. You, know, you can't really trust anything, even if it is one of the, the major players. And then two, time frame wise right now, I mean... I don't I don't know enough about the traffic uh, trends with with news sites, but I would suspect with with it being you know election cycle right now, the the traffic on those news sites is probably much higher than it is on any normal time. Yeah, hundred percent. So, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing being pointed out is the fact that this particular uh, attack revolves around users being prompted with a update like a Chrome update, Firefox update, depending on what browser they're using. Um, and that's a very easy thing for a, a, a person, anybody to figure Especially out. Especially with Chrome lately. I mean, how many zero days have they had that they've needed you to prompt you to patch? That, but it looks totally normal. 
that too, but they, you know, you can visit a website and you you come to my website, we're going to know what browser you're mm-hmm. using. Yep. Um, that's, that's very simple. Right. And then they can just easily say, you know, show this person this file, which has Chrome slash opera, Firefox, whatever update. So you believe that it's actually an update for that, for that browser that you're using. And then boom, you click it, you run it because you think you're installing the software. And now you have this, this vulnerability, this malware uh, on your system. It's that it's really that simple. Um, the interesting thing to me is guys, and you can comment on this if you'd like, um, they're really not naming the organizations affected by this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea, um, but they're basically saying including national news outlets from New York, Boston, Chicago, Miami, Washington, D.C., and more. Um, so it would almost lead me to believe that it's some kind of an affiliate um, that has multiple offices and multiple stations around the country. Um, like an ABC, an NBC, a CBS, as opposed to like an MSNBC or CNN yeah. typically doesn't have local affiliates. Could be NDA type stuff too, where the media company is just not allowed to list who who they uh, they work with. Um, right. Cases. And it could just be that there's so many of them, <laughs> you know, putting a list out doesn't really help you at all. Now, do you guys agree with that? Do you, you think that they should be letting you know, like, hey, have you visited like – you know, Chicago, uh, Fox Chicago, you should be checking your computer for malware. For, yeah, for one, you know, people need to be aware that they, they may have been impacted by this so that they can at least start being you know somewhat reactive as opposed to, you know, we talk about it all the time. You know, these things get in there and they may not do anything for months. Uh, but two, you know, I, I think it goes back to, you know, the, the repeat topic that we have about destigmatizing this type of thing and letting people know that this stuff is happening every day and going on. Pro- probably there, there's somebody in this that's required to report it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they, they need to come out and say who, what sites they are and the sites need to update themselves and fix the issues and, you know, not keep spreading this malware around mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, in the conference I'm in, they were even talking about that. We need to be more of a community. You know, if you know that there's a ditch going that way and, you know, you put a cone, you put a sign that says, hey, don't go that way. It has to be the same thing. If if they, if, you know, it wasn't no one's fault per se, but you need to tell the community, you need to put a banner on your website and let people know, um, communicate with people or else we're just going to continue to cycle. 100%. So we got a couple uh, wins, I guess you could say, for the uh, for the good guys. Um, I know that there was a major Ukrainian uh, cyber criminal taken down um, a couple weeks ago um, who was being extradited from the Ukraine back to the U.S. Um, but we also have this one where we have um, – uh, hush puppy and he got 11 years in prison for cyber fraud they, they uh, finally caught the nigerian prince yeah, yeah. i mean go ahead randy tell us oh no i'm this. just i'm laughing at ryan's joke because he's literally from nigeria mm-hmm. um had a lot of followers using business email compromise and other methods to basically launder and or steal money so he was involved in a lot of stuff once again, using a little bit of trust that he had, 
sounds like, um, to uh, open doors for uh, for crime. We're, we're going to see the documentary next where, you know, over the last 10 years, how much he, he had to struggle to learn uh, the, the language and, and, and be able to spell better so that he could you know, pull these scams off. So this guy uh, targeted American international victims, becoming one of the most prolific money launderers in the world. Um, and in some cases, he provided his services to North Korean hackers who attempted to steal money from European banks. Uh, but what what did he basically, what did he do? He scammed people through Instagram? Is that basically what he did? Uh, I'm not sure um, how he did it, but it's almost like, it's funny that Ryan mentioned the, the Nigerian prince thing because it's, it's almost the opposite of that. Um, because in the Nigerian prince scam, the prince has a lot of money that he needs to get rid of mm-hmm. and then he uses that to steal money from you. But in this scam, he literally did have a lot of money that he needed to get rid of. And I'm not quite sure uh, how he did it at that point. But, you know, when you're laundering money, you have money that you are trying to change hands and you do it in such a way that it's not traceable. So then someone can end up with cash that they can actually mm-hmm. spend. So, they're saying this guy laundered like over 300 million. Yeah. Well, they, they probably don't want to give you the playbook on how he did it either. So, <laughs> so no, not. Duplicate it. that's true. It's a lot of money to be on yeah. Number one, he only had to pay like 1.7 million to two different people. Um, so, and he's going to jail for 11 years. So crime doesn't pay. And I guess, you know, the biggest thing I always tell people with cyber crime is the biggest thing is, you know, there is a massive trail that you leave behind. So even though you may be getting away with something for a very long time, chances are you're not going to get away with it forever because it's just one of those things that's going to come back and, you know, they're going to digitally trace it back to you and all that good stuff. What was interesting about this trail though, was this lifestyle was really how the investigators were trying to say, how's this guy living like this? And then they started peeling the layers and saying, oh, he's doing, He's doing cybercrime. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> so he's ratted himself out because of his lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Which is what dumb cyber criminals do, right? There you go. Yeah. So, so moving right along, our friends over at Emotet are back better than ever. The infamous bot malware operation that Microsoft once said they took down um they have not taken down because they've come back i guess probably six eight months ago um and this emotet if you don't know who they are it's essentially a malware distribution system that's highly automated highly effective um that just distributes a massive amount of malware through phishing campaigns and, and, you know, malicious file spreading. Um, And then once this, you know, their payload is loaded uh, on your system, the malware searches for all kinds of things. It's, it'll search and steal for emails to use in future spam campaigns and, and drop additional payloads, such as command and control things like cobalt strike um, or, or other malware that could eventually lead to ransomware. So this Emotet was a big deal. It was a big deal. Microsoft, you know, couldn't pat them back themselves on the back anymore when they took this group down. 
uh, along with our federal government. And here they are, they're back, they're stronger than ever. And this is only going to lead to more attacks in, in, the, in, in the near future. You know, these are, we talk about on this show all the time, indicators of, of things that we see out there that we know in two or three months, that's going to be causing major headaches and problems around the world for companies. And this is one of those things. And we, we look at these things and we go, oh, this is back. This is, you know, basically blasted out more malware. Um, and these things will run for a little while before they get shut down again. But in the meantime, they're getting control and access to networks so they can do deeper and, and more horrific things to companies and individuals. So, you know, that's kind of what's going on. Any, anything you want to add to that, guys? What's interesting on this one is how they're getting people, which is through the Excel spreadsheets. So how many people have, have you know, raise your hand if you open an Excel spreadsheet and you see one of those enables or one of those prompts that's mm -hmm. marking you to like go ahead and click on it so that it can open the Excel spreadsheet fully and you can use all the, the different um, things that's there. So we already know that um, users have the bad habit of just clicking yes and not even reading what they're they're doing. So it's a very um, and even then it's, it's it's too easy to trick them to do it. I mean that was that was a scam too that we saw uh, for a long time where uh, the attacker would send a, a resume doc to an HR person and then they oh. would in the, in the uh, uh, instruction Sorry. hey when this comes through make sure you hit enable in order to see. Uh, you know, something on this resume. So they were basically t giving them the instructions on how to deploy it. And, you know, they were falling for it easy. So one of the things it's also saying that this Emotet is doing, which is really super interesting and will probably blow most people's minds, is it, it says it reads the email chain. So it can insert itself like it, like you're corresponding, like Ryan and I are corresponding back and forth. And we have an Excel file that we're working on, Right. This Emotet bot can basically create a new email, make it look like the email attachment that you're working with with somebody, and then attach that same name, same extension. You think it's that file from that person. Mm -hmm. You click on it and open it up, and now you have the malware. Because, yeah, you're going to have to enable content and stuff like that, but you're not going to think twice about doing that because you're going to think that, oh, well, they must have did something to – you know, add this to the file. Um, the trust level is very high, right? Because they're interjecting themselves into a legitimate transaction between two people. So if they can do that and they can make it look authentic, you're more than likely probably going to click on that Excel file and let it run whatever it wants. Mm -hmm. It's pretty it's crazy. crazy. It's pretty slick. Yeah. The crazy thing is, um, I mean, this literally, I'm thinking back to advice I used to give people in literally 2005. And that was don't open an attachment unless you know who it's from. I mean, and, you, and you're expecting it. So I would say for people to be on the safe side, if you literally aren't expecting that, you need to call that person and say, hey, did you send this to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily just what, what what do you do in the case where you are expecting where you are like, like we've exchanged this email three or four times. It's a file we're working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a disturbing thing. That's what I was going to say, because if, if you're, if you know that through an email, you know, the people could have already injected themselves into that email, right. into that email conversation. 
And I, I think that's the lesson, though, to, to, to learn. I mean, so that's a perfect example where, you know, uh, 2005, you know, we, we could say, hey, just look out if you weren't weren't expecting it, you know, treat it with uh, with with caution. Now they're, they're starting to paint that full picture where they're, they're learning these things and inserting themselves right into where, you know, you don't even think twice about it. Like, hey, I was working on this. I was expecting him to send it right back to me. Boom, here it is. And you click on it, not thinking anything about it. So, you know, we're, we're now in a situation where you can't trust anything. Yeah. And this, this also really underlines the importance of having software on your computer that prevents um, elevation. So like automatically given admin access in mm -hmm. case they click on one of these uh, process control, where if it's an un unknown process, it's not allowed to run until it gets approval. That would, that would stop this in its tracks. Um, if you didn't allow unknown processes to run. So there's a good, um, it's a good argument here for a layered uh, cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So question here from Steven, is it possible to get malware by simply visiting a website or these, these attacks? And this was, this came in when we were talking about the uh, emotes hat. Um, these attacks always require some action or prompt on the end user. Uh, on the end user's end. Um, I would say in most cases, you're clicking something mm -hmm. and you're allowing it to run or you're, you're doing something to trigger or initiate it. But, you know, to me, that doesn't matter. I talk to people and I observe things and I see things happen um, like ransomware to people who you're like, why did you click that? Why did you run that? Like people just click things and click on run. You know, it's like, are I always, I always used to say back in the day, are you, when you got the prompt, are you an okay person or are you a cancel person? Right. You know, are you, are you the guy that always clicks? Okay. Or are you the guy that clicks cancel? I was always the guy that clicks cancel. Something mm -hmm. popped up and I didn't know what it was. I'm canceling or I'm hitting X out. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say, half the population is probably an okay person, you know, where they're clicking okay or run or, or do this. I don't know what this is. So it sounds like I should just push it. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the other thing though, Brian is you know, we're, we, you, there's also vulnerabilities that need to be considered here. So, you know, to answer that question depends on the vulnerabilities that may exist on your system. So yeah. there could be a vulnerability that allows, you know, something on that website to, that pops up that triggers the vulnerability that gives them access, you know, not a website, but maybe a good example would, of this would be uh, the, the Apple vulnerability where, where people could send you an iMessage and just the text in that iMessage, even if you didn't look at it, just by sending it to you, um, triggered uh, a yep. vulnerability that allowed them access to your device. Yeah, because it opened up in a sandbox. Mm -hmm. And I would say, even if the answer is no to this question that Stephen had, I would say always treat it like it's a yes, mm -hmm. because the things that some of the hackers can do um, is pretty, pretty, or they're pretty insane. Um, and so I would assume, like, like I would have on my on my browser, I would have an extension to you know, stop you from going to sites that are known bad, um, stop you, you know, you need to have some kind of DNS control that you're not going to sites that are less than a couple of weeks old, because that's where a lot of these happen. Um, and then you've got to have that layered approach on your computer, you know, you got to have that process control that things that are unknown don't just run on your computer. And, you know, you don't just get admin access every time, you know, you just ask. Um, have those kind of things in place because, I mean, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on about an email that 
um, you know, I got into a safe, a safe, safe place and started pulling it apart. And it one and at one point it started trying to open stuff up on uh, on that machine. It 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 literally pushed downloads to that machine. So yeah, I would say yeah, you can get infected by simply visiting. And I would be very careful about where you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is why it's so important to make sure that your uh, computer stays up to date because there are what they call the um, zero day vulnerabilities. Where or even with the iPhone because it was a, a particular version and they needed to have the latest updates. So that as soon as it, it's um, exploited and, and someone knows about it, it's updated. So make sure for your Chrome or your Edge that it's always up to date. Crazy. I agree. 100%. And then you have, if you're ever prompted for that stuff, like enable content inside of itself, mm -hmm. yeah. don't, don't enable it. Don't allow mm -hmm. it. Depending on your settings, you may or may not get that. You want to make sure those settings are turned to the highest level of protection so you at least do get warned if something's trying to run within those files and mm -hmm. then you know in the case where you're working with somebody and you happen to get a file where it unexpectedly kind of going back to what randy said if you weren't expecting the, the file to behave that way then you might want to think twice about allowing it to run or, or clicking on it and ask the person hey did you enable some kind of macro or something on this file uh, that you sent me. And then that, that should trigger a conversation similar to, I didn't send you a file yet, or I didn't send you that, you know, and then they'll kind of figure out that something, mm -hmm. something is kind of in between the messages. So we got a little bit of time here, guys, before we got to go. And I wanted to kind of bring up this one uh, topic. Um, oh, surprise topic. Surprise topic. <laughs> so I don't know if I even shared it with you guys. I just kind of saw it. Uh, yeah, this last the last one in the in the private chat there, um, Azov ransomware, and I, I touched on this a few times uh, earlier this year with our show where they're going to start basically wiping your data versus encrypting it, and, and I'm not really sure what's behind this, and I wanted to get your thoughts kind of on the show as to what this could potentially be. Um, or is this kind of like a them testing it out type of thing? Um, but if you read through the article, they essentially wipe your data, which means they make it corrupted. Um, as I kind of alluded to before, ransomware is going to evolve to a place where it's not going to be a lock my file, unlock my file type of thing. It's going to be your file is now deleted and they either extracted it beforehand and they have it or you're just kind of screwed. Um, and in this case, with this malware, you're just kind of screwed. Um, and it's, according to virus total, it's becoming pretty popular in the last couple of weeks. So I wanted to get your guys thoughts on what the heck do you think is going on here? Like, why would cyber criminals just wipe yeah, people's files or corrupt them, not offer any kind of way any kind of option to recover it and they're really not asking for a ransom if you contact them on their social media they're basically telling you go tell go find a cybersecurity researcher or go find a cybersecurity expert and tell them what we did i mean just going off the name okay um going off the name azov is a um was a battalion 
um, I guess it still is in the Ukraine uh, army. Um, they had ties with Nazis going back all the way to World War II. They've they've kind of broken off some of that and then got absorbed into the National Guard. And I may not be getting that exactly right, but it's a hot topic. Ukraine's a hot topic. Russia's a hot topic. Makes me feel like they're just doing it just to mess with people. And I wonder, you remember we, we, we discussed, like I think around February, a right. ransomware that look to see where you are from. And if you were from any any country that's on the side of Russia, I think they, they le basically left you alone. I wonder if it's something like that. I mean, honestly, it sounds like it sounds like 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 teenagers, right. you know, just being malicious because of the stuff that it does. And it encrypts like 666, uh, I think, bytes at a time, you know, oh, 666. And it just starts randomly doing stuff on your computer, basically. Uh, rendering it inoperable. So, you know, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, what, what's what's the end game, you know? What, what yeah, I mean, one of the things they do is they... Read about they, themselves in the news. Sorry, <laughs> Brian, go ahead. <laughs> one of the things they do is they, they, they're, they're, they're clearly saying that they wipe the data or they... they, mm -hmm. they, they, they I'm trying to find the right, right word here. They corrupt it. Um so you can't use it. They're also corrupting executable files within Windows, which basically yep. wrecks your Windows, like mm -hmm. nothing runs on it. Um, but they're also kind of floating the theory that they're also using this to kind of deploy other malware on mm -hmm. the computer or network. Mm -hmm. um, I don't I don't know what this is. It's new and it seems to hell a lot like me. Like they're just I mean if they were fishing or testing things out, yeah, if they were exfiltrating the data and then then still doing the ransom and then then having to give it back to you, I get that because how many times have we seen you know the the decryption key for a particular threat actor get leaked and so you, you know somebody just Google's and finds it and, and they're able to get out without paying the ransom. So this would circumvent that, but it doesn't sound like that's what they're doing here. Yeah, yeah, it could be targeted too. You know, maybe there's uh, if you're supporting the the war or, or publicly supporting the war or something like that politically, where they're just going to say, okay, we're just going to wipe your data. We just want to ruin your business as much as we can, type of thing. Or, or it's a wag the dog type of thing where they're just, hey, look at these files that you can't use anymore. But we, you know, they're really just planning like password stealers and key loggers and right. things like that. So you're not looking for those things. You're only focused on the obvious thing that's hitting you in the face, which is these corrupted files. But like like a magician gets you to look over here while he's doing something over yeah, here. Hundred you know? percent. I mean it could be testing something larger too down the road. I think it's both. I think it's that and I, I think this is the precursor to whatever's next for ransomware mm -hmm. is per personally what I think is happening here. Can we do it type of thing? The um, the name could also just be a red herring. Just oh, to it make totally is. Think it, it totally is. To do with all because if you read the ransomware note or whatever whatever you want to call it, the note that they put in, it's all it's about is is trash in the West and you didn't help Ukraine. You know, kind of like making you feel bad. Like it's your fault that, you know, Crimea was seized type of talk, um, which, you know, <laughs> I got to think that most people who open this note, who have their files encrypted or, or mm. corrupted at this point are going to look at this and go, what? 
Yeah. Like, what? Seems like an awful lot of work for that type of point. Yeah. So, I mean, I can share the screen real quick and just before we go and just kind of show everyone the ransomware note. Because um, I have it up. It's, it's a little wild. I mean, simple text file, Azov ransomware. He's a Polish security expert. You got to reach out to him on Twitter. Uh, oh, and then to recover your files, contact us on Twitter. Contact them there, but they also want you to contact, you know, Malware Hunter Team, Lawrence Abrams, Bleeping Computer, um, you know, and then they go off on this whole geopolitical rant. And Biden doesn't want to help Ukraine. You, you people of the United States, come to the streets, make revolution, keep America great. Like, what? Why? Why would that get me to do anything? Right. So just interesting where all this stuff is going and where it's a coming. A lot of random stuff in there. Yep. Totally. So interesting stuff, but it's going to affect your business one day. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, this is the stuff that's happening out there. This is why we talk about this stuff because, you know, as crazy as what we just showed you sounds, you could potentially be dealing with this in your business one day. And we'll probably have something crazier for you even next week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? So, all right, guys, thanks for your time today. Um, safe travels to anyone who's traveling. And uh, fun, fun as always. Maybe next week we'll all be in our own uh, places instead of somebody being off uh, off someplace new. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, take care. See, See you next week. Bye. -bye. Take care, everyone.